Well, the film The Climb is about two guys on a bike ride in France. One of them, Mike, flippantly mentioning that he slept with his buddy Kyle's girlfriend. It won the coup de court prize in the Uncertain Regard section of last year's Cannes Film Festival and apparently is just delighting audiences um, everywhere. Um, and you, as you mentioned, happened to see it in Telluride last year. In the studio to tell us more, I have the director, Mike Covino, and then the screenwriter, Carl, Ky- Kyle Marvin. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. So the, the spotlight category itself kind of means that this film has been a favorite at a previous festival. And um, again, the list is pretty impressive. Can Telluride, Toronto, now Sundance. But really, in a way, it was born here, wasn't it? Yeah, so we um, came here with a short film of the same name in 2018, so two years ago. And the whole time we were here, we were sort of pitching uh, investors to make the feature film. So coming out of the f- since we came here in 2018, we really haven't done anything but work on this movie. So it really, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it factually was born here. <laughs> so at what point then did you make the leap from short to feature length. I mean, did, or did you always always know it was going to be like that? Well, when we when we came for the festival uh, two years ago, we had an idea of what we wanted to do for the feature, and uh, and so while we were here, we were pitching it, and then within a couple months, we were writing, in the writing r- process, and then we're making it a couple months after that. So it was a pretty quick turnaround for us. So Kyle, are you the Kyle? I, my name's Kyle, and I play <laughs> Kyle in the movie. That's right. Yeah. We're, 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 you know, it's baby steps with acting. We wanted to give ourselves the same names. Right? <laughs> we didn't have to pretend that much. Right. And so um, are you you the Mike? I'm the Mike. Is this, yeah. the, is this based on a real-life experience here, you guys? Well, uh, not, not, not between us. Uh, <laughs> are you the best worst friend, Mike? Yeah, I'm the best worst friend, always. Um, no, well, the initial idea for the short film um, originated while I was on a long bike ride because I, I love riding bikes. And, uh, and I was thinking about the fact that one of my good friends had slept with uh, one of my ex-girlfriends. And I, I was sort of just percolating on it and thinking, you know, how do I deal with this? What, are we still friends? Is this over? What's, what's going to happen? And... Um, I tend to try to find comedy in, in pain. So we uh, we wrote it as this little one-scene short film that we shot and didn't think much of, and then it got into Sundance, and that sort of changed everything. It's pretty amazing. I mean, just to watch the film, when I saw it at Telluride, I hadn't seen the short. And so, you know, you're kind of imagining, okay, where did it end? And you get the, you know, you drop the bomb of, mm-hmm. oh, I just slept with your fiance, and he's like, what? He's like trying to get him back. And that's kind of, to me, that's where I was like, oh, well, that's probably where it ended, because yeah. it's such a great cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. And of course, I saw the real short a couple of days ago, and was like, oh, no, it goes on. Yeah. But that's what I love about the film, is you're like, where, every, like, there's every kind of chapter, you're like, where is this going to go? And it takes you somewhere totally unexpected and just delightful, and I would love for you to talk about the music. I found the music so compelling and interesting in the film, and I know some people disagree with me, but I thought Wait, it was Wait, who awesome. disagrees with you? No, I was reading some reviewers, and I was like, who are you? Cuts so that off. But it reminded me of Woman at War, if you saw that Icelandic film, which has kind of the Greek chorus going on. Totally, and yeah. so just, I would love to hear more about kind of what you were thinking and tell people about that. I love Well, I, I think we talked heavily about music from the get-go, and we were listening to, like, you know, just playlists of, of French chansons and, like, these... These, uh, this music from the 60s and 70s and sort of discovering music while we were writing that and, and sort of putting it into playlists based on whether or not it had the, the right feeling and the right tonality and, and sort of the emotion, emotionality of what we felt we were writing to. So, um, you know, wh- 
in life we have like songs are sort of some of the most potent ways to feel nostalgic about a time period in our life. And so with a movie that is, you know, based is dealing with sort of regret and love lost and and moving on and, and chapters of, of our lives, songs and, and like really um, impactful music were, were sort of our best tool for um, carrying carrying forward through the story, the romanticism of sort of this lost love from the past or, or a time that maybe was was better or a time of pain. And um, so we used it in that way. And then, you know, to, to what you're speaking to is really, uh, you know, the movie is structured where they're in, a, in an elliptical fashion where there's sort of these, these chapters. And in between these chapters, sometimes we break them up with these musical interludes, which are very um, uh, elaborate and silly. Um, the the intention behind that was really to give the audience a palate cleanser because you know the grave when, diggers <laughs> singing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sort of you know the, you when you jump forward two years in an instant uh, it can be a bit like jolting and and disorienting for the audience and we liked that idea and we loved the active participation idea of like let's let the audience constantly be catching up and trying to figure out what's going on in the story but we didn't want to like you know, hit him in the face with it. It was sort of like, let them f forget a little bit about that last scene before they come into the new one. Well, the trailer is hilarious, and I would recommend that uh, people, maybe we can put a link up on it so that people can mm -hmm. have a look. And I, there was a scene, because um, I don't know the characters well enough. Who was the one in the football helmet? Me. <laughs> the one who falls through a table and gives himself a concussion? That's me. Is that in the trailer? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. so, so, I mean, do you... You know, you kind of mentioned that the, the story was brought about by something that you had heard. You kind of just ruminating on it yeah. here as you, on your bike ride. But I mean, do you do? I think we all have kind of a mic in our life, huh? Yeah, I think everyone has a mic and a Kyle. <laughs> that, that's sort of the thing. There's we all have those kind of relationships, and that's really what we wanted to explore was that universal kind of friendship that you you form when you're young, and it leaves sort of an impact on you that you can't ever sort of shake off. And, uh, and we wanted to explore what that would look like over a long period of time as friends come together and break apart over and over again. Yeah, yeah. because objectively, I think they both should not, you know, if you could objectively say that Kyle should not be friends with Mike because he's, you know, toxic or he's, he just takes and takes and takes. But, but in reality, for, for a character like Kyle to let go of Mike is letting go of a piece of himself because Mike's the only one who, who knows who he really is from you know, age five on. And and that's like letting go of his past in a way. And that's a really hard thing for some of us to do. There seemed to be kind of a European sensibility. I kept, when I was, knew that I was meeting you guys, I was like, are they from upstate New York? Are they Canadian? You know, I mean, certainly they're set in France, but there's kind of a European sensibility, I feel, that particularly the relationship between men I mean, American men typically, you know, stereotypically don't like to talk about, yeah. you know, emotions and relationships. And this film really goes deeply into that, where you are kind of, it's almost, you know, in a weird way, kind of feminine in the way that the two characters relate to each other. And, you know, how did that come about? I mean, are you French Canadian? I think you have a French background, don't you? I mean, I have, I have a French ex-girlfriend, so I guess that's a French background. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I mean, I'm of Italian descent, but I think, um, I think that's how we, how our relationships are with other men. Um, and I, I think that was something important to us to, to show and, and show a relationship that's, that's overly emotional, where these guys talk about their feelings, where everything is, you know, upfront and, and straightforward. And, you know, stylistically and aesthetically, we were heavily inspired by European cinema, specifically French and Italian cinema. So that 
you know, thank you because that came through in the movie we made. I'm, you know, and that was intentional. I think there's also a great tradition of American comedies from the '70s too that have a great sort of patient look at comedy that's been a little bit lost, and we will it, we wanted to sort of get that feeling back of you know, taking our time with our comedy, not having to rush jokes over and over again, but kind of slow it down and, and uh, let people enjoy the ride a little more. Yeah, there's a nice pace to it. I mean, it's certainly hilarious, but there's, you know, there's poignant moments and you're kind of, again, kind of not quite sure where it's going to go, but it's always kind of, this, it's like a bike ride, right? There's just a delightful story around the corner. So so is Sundance kind of the end of the road on the film festival circuit or what's, what's, what do you guys got for the uh, we've got, what do we have distribution left? on it? We've or? Got, well, yeah, so Sony Classic, Sony Pictures Classics is releasing it in March, uh, March 20th, I think, in select cities and then nationwide the following week. And we will play, I think, two more film festivals in the U.S. and yep. then leading up to the release, yeah. Ah, yeah. well, congratulations. That's yeah. great. So where did it get picked up? At Telluride? Uh, at Cannes. Oh, okay. Yeah, we sold it. Uh, in the south of France, which was perfect, probably yeah. just because of heavy uh, intake of rosé on that on behalf of the buyers. <laughs> so, what are you guys working on next then? Are together? I mean, do you guys yeah, do you yeah. have some plans to? Do yeah, Kyle and I have been working together for ten years, mm -hmm. pretty oh, not exclusively, but at this point, kind of exclusively. <laughs> um, we're writing another movie right now um, that sort of deals with similar themes um, about, but but uh, specifically dealing with like parents. Um, and coming to terms with the fact that their childhood's over and they maybe didn't achieve the things they wanted to, and children trying to, like, looking up to these um, parents who maybe aren't perfect in any way, but but in the similar tone of the movie that we're make, we just made, which is, like, heartfelt, funny, um, a bit dark. <laughs> <laughs> so, Katie, I'm guessing you've got the climb then on your list. Oh, it's, for it's on the top film. of my list. As soon as I walked out of the... The screening at Telluride it was like, and we're getting this film <laughs> yes. because it's we awesome. We want to play at the library. Yes, yeah. it's got to be yeah. at the library theater. So, yes. so it's playing at the library spring. this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I can come meet you. And Saturday they, the first at six p.m. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So go see it, but then come see it again. Yes. <laughs> Tell all your friends. It's a very rewatchable movie. It totally I, is. I know because I've seen it a hundred times, right. and right. I'm still here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for coming in, guys. And Tune in and find out about some of the unknown and talented independent filmmakers from around the world. Join us for the Sundance Reel each weekday morning between 9 and 10. We'll highlight some of the most intriguing films being presented at this year's Sundance Film Festival. That's the Sundance Reel weekday mornings from 9 to 10 through January 31st, right here on KPCW or online, kpcw.org. The Sundance Reel is brought to you in part by Sundance Institute, presenting the 2020 Sundance Film Festival from January 23rd through February 2nd. And Acura, proud 10-year sponsor of the festival and supporter of independent film and music. Learn more at Acura.com.